0: When they arrive, they'll make their way to the Victoria Concert Hall and Theater and search for Alan Wu. Alan Wu? Host of the Amazing Race Asia. Ready, set, go! Welcome to this preview episode of You Team Number, the Amazing Race podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me for his 10th Amazing Race season is the Canadian who is only doing this podcast as a birthday present for me, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. Afternoon. This is our 10th Amazing Race season together, and the 11th one that RTV TV Warriors has done, and it's Amazing Race Asia. Guess who's back? Back Woo again? Guess
1: who's back? Guess 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 who's back?
0: I was trying to dig out the tweet from Alan Wu endorsing your guest Wu's back. I couldn't find it earlier. Where well, he's like, "That
1: was Wu amazing." Yeah, <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be interacting with Alan a lot over the next two months online. Just, just a gut feeling.
0: I hope so because he's um, he's currently in Spain.
1: What? Grand Bowler was just in Spain like for the past three weeks. Ram Bowler and Alan Wu almost intersected in the same city.
0: He was filming something this morning in Catalonia. Catalonia? Yeah, Catalonia, obviously. Where he's part of the 200-man pyramid, by the look of things. I don't know, I follow him on Instagram.
1: That sounds like something Tobias from Arrested Development would
0: be a part of. Or well, the man under me. <laughs> <laughs> They've just started filming Arrested Development. Again, by the way. From oh, they did? Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, from they what they I've heard, the, California. the second Netflix season has finally started filming.
1: Wow. because so it's been like three years since the last one aired on Netflix, right?
0: Yeah, and I believe... Well, the last I heard the theme was going to be Buster put on trial. But other than that, they've not actually said that much. Hmm. So this is probably going to be our shortest preview ever because... There's literally five questions on each bio and a minute video for each team, so we're going to be rattling through this.
1: Well, two minutes if you include the Racers Go Canada videos where they make them do random activities, like shaking off post-it notes if you're, uh... Which team was that? Which team had to do the post-it notes? Was that Louise Lu- and Treasury? Yeah, they had to
0: shake off post-it notes.
1: And that was exciting
0: as those Racers Go Canada videos got. Having said that, in six legs they're going to be going to six different countries which is more than amazing race 24 can say
1: or amazing race canada so they're just doing five legs in a row in indonesia that's what's been
0: leaked no i believe spoiler phobes tune out for a second i believe it's two legs in indonesia then the five international legs then three legs in indonesia oh so 10
1: legs for 11 teams
0: yes 10 legs 11 teams
1: that add up to, is that zero and zero non-eliminations?
0: That is one non-elimination. Ah, I cannot do math. You cannot, you're correct. Because <laughs> it would be nine pit stops before the finish line and uh, eight teams needing to get eliminated. Unless, of course, we have a double elimination.
1: Or uh, my guess would be, it'd be Sorry. kind of weird just to have one official non-elimination leg in there. So my guess is that's probably going to be a to be continued or a keep on racing leg. I presume.
0: I think so as well. I would suspect to keep on racing, seeing as though they don't do traditional to-be-continued anymore. Unlike Amazing Race Australia, which Logan is currently blogging. Yay. And I'm, almost,
1: I'm just shy of the five-year anniversary of the Tarstorian blog for me.
0: And um, our very own Cameron Johnson has just finished watching Amazing Race Australia 1 for the first time, so I know her thoughts on it as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She gets to go through it a lot faster because I don't have to blog every second of it.
0: I am very much looking forward to the next couple of blogs for you.
1: Oh, for episode blogs, you mean? Yeah,
0: Yeah. the The, the South Africa legs are two of my favourite of the season, mainly for the pun of the next detour for episode five, but I am quite a big fan of these two South Africa legs. Can't go wrong with South Africa, even though it's the only
1: country that was used in all of Amazing Race Asia, and that's the one African country that... Amazing Race Australia goes to in its first season.
0: And until this year, it was also the only African country that Hammerots had been to, um, because there's Namibia and Tanzania they added.
1: Probably not big Jewish populations in Namibia would be my guess.
0: No. But well, probably not big Australian populations in uh, in Jerusalem. So, you know, it's like an exchange program. Uh,
1: so Mason Race Asia its going with two hosts
0: this season. And
1: because there's two hosts on this uh, podcast for Amazing Race Asia, which one of us is Alan Wu and which one of us is Tara Basro?
0: See, I would like to think that I'm Alan Wu, but let's be honest, I'm Tara Basro. I only appear for... Actually, no, you appear less than I do. So you're probably Tara Basro. You're only appearing for half of the episodes. Yeah, I don't
1: even know what, really what I'm doing there, to be honest, with yeah.
0: Yeah. Ironically, she's named Tara, given that that's the acronym for this season
1: yeah that is part of the hashtag it's axn tara for if you want to have the producers catch whatever tweets you have about the amazing race asia
0: this year she would be axn tara tara
1: <laughs> i think her official hashtag and in all seriousness is axn tara Basro. so it's either the amazing race asia Bosro or she just gets her own hashtag within the axn network because she's that special
0: and Wu's is obviously hashtag guess Wu's back, yeah, or some sort of great pun. He's
1: had six years, so he bet he. You know, if he if his puns are bad, then
0: he's not coming back again. I cannot wait for Woo to be back. I'm so so looking forward to it, even though that it's going to start a ridiculously busy time of the year for me because you know if you've not listened to any podcasts in between our tar podcast, we've got uh, Hell's Kitchen, which I keep occasionally filling in on. We've got Hunted, which is amazing and everyone should watch it. We've got Amazing Race Asia. We've got Australian Survivor, which Ben and Michelle should hopefully be bringing back again this week. And we've also got The Apprentice, which is starting on Thursday. Yay! So Anthony and I will be doing that. I can't wait because they all look crazy. Meanwhile, the viewers out there only have to listen to me once a week. Yeah, it's a very um, barren time for you. And actually, assuming there's no weird weeks, when we record the finale podcast, you will be, like, hours away from flying to my house. That's weird. That is weird indeed. It does mean that there is the potential of of you guesting on our Apprentice podcast, though, for the finale, because that should be, like, around the same time. And jet-lagged Logan having to watch a TV program with Anthony and I could be quite entertaining. Are you guys mean enough to watch it live? Probably not, but we will be podcasting it fairly soon after, assuming they follow the same schedule of putting on a Sunday night. So, Amazing Race Asia, the the
1: replacement for those who are so sad that the Amazing Race 29 is being delayed due to MacGyver. Due to unforeseen circumstances. Due to unforeseen 10 million viewers who apparently love
0: MacGyver. Well, old people love MacGyver.
1: Yes, and all people love The Amazing Race, and unfortunately, CBS made them choose, and they chose to love MacGyver more.
0: However, this hopefully will mean that it will go on a convenient day in mid-season, because then I'll actually have free time.
1: So what's, I think, January? January is going to be the return for Amazing Race 29?
0: Yeah, January, February. It should make scheduling our podcast really easy as well, because you'll be like an hour away from me.
1: Yeah, assuming I have good enough Wi-Fi for wherever I'm at.
0: Yeah. So, who would you like to talk about first?
1: Uh, I just went from left to right on the on the webpage for... Yes, yeah, so Vicky and
0: Rachel? Vicky and Rachel, who are friends from Indonesia. Sorry, from beautiful Indonesia. Legally, we have to call it beautiful Indonesia whenever we mention beautiful Indonesia. Because they're the sponsors.
1: As I was telling you earlier, at the end of every video... The exact words from the advertisement is, uh, this program is par- partially sponsored by Wonderful Indonesia, partners of Garuda Indonesia, the airline of Indonesia. For that, that's what they say verbatim. <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, they're friends from Wonderful Indonesia. And he is a radio announcer and she's a TV host. And this is going to be a very common theme because, the, I
1: mean... That's always been the theme with past seasons of Amazing Race Asia. But this is. I think this goes to even more of an extreme, if I recall correctly.
0: Yeah, you know how there's always that complaint about Amazing Race US that, oh, it's full of Mactas and uh, people like that, and you never get any normal people on? Literally, half of the people on this season are in some sort of TV or radio career.
1: And that's not even including the. The models are the
0: actors too. No, uh, and he's unpredictable, friendly, and easygoing, and she's fun, wild, and crazy.
1: Yeah, the the three adjectives nobody had. I think there's only one or two people who came up with an adjective that made you pause for a second. But they seem to have sort of the Dan and Jordan storyline from Amazing Race sixteen, where Rachel is just doing this race as a birthday present to Vicky.
0: My only enjoyment that ever comes out of that sort of question is when someone cocks it up royally, so if you ask for three words and they give you four, I enjoy watching teams who do that. This question for Amazing Race Asia, everyone sort of followed the MH rules, so no one really cocks it up too badly. Boring. Yeah, boring. How how are we going to make fun of them, then? Maybe with the fact that Rachel is one of two people to compare herself to Miley Cyrus. I know, like...
1: Was it Rachel? And it was somebody not too long after that who compared themselves to Miley. Oh, Treasury, and both from Indonesia, and both are both Wonderful are twenty eight or yeah from Wonderful Indonesia. Pardon me, and both are twenty eight or twenty nine or thirty, and they're both comparing themselves to Miley Cyrus. So uh, I'm they're going to do really well with the head shaving fast forward. That's going to be a strength of theirs, or if there's a twerking task too. So. Either there's got to be twerking or head-shaving involved, and if that's the case, then, you know, Vicky and Rachel and Louisa and Treasury are going to have an intense, wonderful
0: Indonesian rivalry. On that subject, when we talked about Amazing Race Canada not being good and fun anymore, we said that the fast-forward basically had died out. Do you think there could be a fast-forward? This,
1: I don't know, because... I mean, the tagline for this season is a race like no other.
0: The one thing that's making me think maybe there is, is in the Meet the Host video, the root marker that is behind Woo on the wall is a fast forward.
1: So there could be, there might just be the one. I, w- I, would, I would guess there's just going to be one this season. I can't see a huge, I can't see a huge format change with, with this season of Amazing Race Asia.
0: Especially as the last season to do a fast forward was Amazing Race China 3, hosted by none other than Wu himself. And I don't know who, I don't know who the production team is for Amazing Race Asia 5, but I'm going to guess they might be affiliated with the China one.
1: And I would. the only difference probably is that there's wonderful Indonesian production members.
0: Yeah, they've just substituted the Chinese people for wonderful Indonesian crew members.
1: And Vicky has the most out there celebrity reference by comparing himself to Jude Law. Jude Law still a thing?
0: That's that wasn't
1: what I was thinking. Maybe he was copying somebody's answer from the first season of Amazing Race Asia because that would make sense because that would be like that would be about eight or nine years ago. But yeah, I was thinking, man people my age don't talk about Jude, Jude Law.
0: I can't actually remember the last time I saw anything with Jude Law in.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like one of us should go on IMDb. The Grand Budapest Hotel. He was in that. 61 films. Let's see what the last thing I saw was. Anna Karenina too. So, yeah. That's
0: two semi-recent films. Uh... I don't think he had a major role in either of them, though. Oh, the last thing I saw him in was A Series of Unfortunate Events in 2004.
1: Oh, Aviator. I would have seen him in that. And that was
0: two thousand. That was also two thousand four. So yeah, Jude Law, approximately circa two thousand and four. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, and Vicky's twenty
1: nine, so I guess he would have been a yeah, he would have been a teenager, and I guess he's just hung on to that that teen idol crush on Jude Law and hasn't let go of
0: it since. So where do you see Vicky and Rachel blazing? Uh,
1: seventh, seventh, because I don't think Rachel will be
0: too competitive. Wonderful seventh, I think you'll find. Every Indonesian team we have to talk about. <laughs> right, sorry. Everything to do with them must be prefaced with the word wonderful. Yes, wonderful seventh place. They're going to be an early boot for me. I, I can't see them lasting, especially as Rachel really has no commitment to doing this. She's literally just there as a tag along, And unless she gets some sort of competitive fire, they're going to be out early. Yeah, she
1: comes off as one of the least competitive people in the race. Because, yeah, she repeatedly states that this is just for Vicky. So, give him a few legs, and then if there's something too hard for her, then she can just bail out, I guess.
0: So, Louisa and Treasury are next. Also wonderful Indonesians. Yeah, they're also wonderful friends from wonderful Indonesia. And Louisa is the maxer of the team. She's a TV presenter, and Treasury is a lawyer. And Louisa is happy, energetic, and positive, and Treasury is strong-minded, spontaneous, and moody.
1: And Louisa is a virgin. I think that was a bit too personal of a detail to have come out in the bio, but it says it right there. Although she refers to herself as
0: Jane, which is kind of weird. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was very confused then. I was like, Logan, are you you revealing something that she probably didn't want to be on a podcast here? Yes. I have my sources. (laughs) Why do your sources sound like Rupert Bodum? (laughs) Louisa! Are you a virgin? (laughs) That's more Chris, actually, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Who the fuck took
0: her virginity? John! (laughs) You snake, motherfucker. Uh, But yeah,
1: as we... As we mentioned before, um, yeah, Louisa Celebrity is a virgin, and Treasury is Miley Cyrus. So Miley Cyrus must be a big deal in Indonesia. I don't know, I don't know, in wonderful Indonesia. I don't know how, because nobody refers to Miley Cyrus as wonderful Miley
0: Cyrus, but... They're just fans of the new season of The Voice. I think that's what it is. Oh, she's on The Voice, that's right. That could be it. Hmm. And in weird TV news, Gavin Rossdale is going to be on The Voice UK next year. Who the hell are you talking about? The former husband of Gwen Stefani, who I have never heard of. The tennis player? No. He was in a band of some description, and I I am probably too young to remember which one. That name doesn't even sound familiar, and I'm a big fan of No Doubt. He is the lead singer of Bush.
1: Oh, that crappy band from the 90s, that's why I don't know him. That was like 94 or 95, they went nowhere. On oh, modern day music, as it's called in Canada.
0: Had to make a Canada joke.
1: Well, yeah, actually, right after this, this podcast, I'm going to be putting in my CD of Big Shiny Tunes and have it playing on a non-stop
0: loop. Bitch please, CDs haven't gone to Canada yet, it's a, uh, a, cassette, tape? a cassette tape, yep. It's a single track cassette tape. Yes.
1: Uh, and they're the first team to do an Amazing Race Asia callback as Louisa and Treasury's goal. The first goal, it was, I think, just to make it to the season. Uh, Second goal is to make it to the final three, and their third goal is to beat Hussein and Natasha's record of being the best Indonesian team in the Amazing Race Asia history.
0: Wonderful Indonesian team.
1: Yes. Well, Hussein's not that wonderful, but but still.
0: As soon as I saw that video, I thought, Logan is going to make these girls his favorite just because they threw shade at Hussein and Nasasha.
1: <laughs> Anyone who throws shade at Hussein who quit three or four or five or six or seven tasks in the Amazing Race Asia 4 is a, is a fan of mine.
0: I knew you'd love them for some reason.
1: But it's it's true, though. Like One of these Indonesian teams really needs to really needs to knock Hussein off of his uh, non-competitive
0: throne. Having said that, they reminded me a lot of Sabrina and JoJo. I can see that. Personality-wise, I just I got flashbacks from them. I don't know whether it's because I saw an Amazing Race Asia promo video featuring Sabrina today, but I got kind of flashbacks from Sabrina and JoJo with Louisa and Treasury. Do you think they're going to win? I wouldn't hate it, because they were one of the few teams this season I actually liked. There's a few teams coming up very soon that I found horrendously boring or irritating.
1: Did you know uh, Never mind, we'll get to that team, but there's something funny on YouTube while well, on the other teams.
0: So how do you see Louisa and Treasury going?
1: I have them in wonderful fifth
0: place. A wonderful, disappointing late boot. Yes. And next up is Brandon and Alphaeus, who we really need to come up with a nickname for because I can't keep saying his name quickly. The Alpha Dog. Well, they're more of a beta team than an alpha male team. And they are, yep yeah, you guessed it, friends from Malaysia.
1: And they're also 30 or younger. What are the odds? This cast, the age range, I think I told you about this earlier Michael, the age range from the youngest to the oldest is 17 years. That is barely above the age gap between Frankie and Amy. Yeah. That means there's no parent-child teams in the season whatsoever. There's it's all siblings, friends, and couples. That's it.
0: Yeah, we complained during some of the more recent Amazing Race U.S. seasons of the lack of diversity in relationships. This is going to be a complaint for me because there are so many friend teams, and there are so many boring friend teams.
1: Yeah, and there, and just the fact that they're all—they all have a lot of overlapping professions, a lot of you know, overlapping skills and backgrounds. So it's a really Cosmo-esque group of people we're seeing this time around.
0: Well, we had Vicky, the radio announcer, we have Louisa, the, tr- uh, the TV presenter, and now we have Brandon, the TV host, and radio presenter. He's a greedy bastard. <laughs> and uh, Alphaeus is a corporate finance executive. He's got a, an actual top-of-the-line profession compared to him and
1: Treasury, I think, have the two most impre- impressive professions. None of everyone in this cast.
0: And Brandon is funny, spontaneous, and sociable, and Alphaeus is crazy, spontaneous, and visionary. So they're spontaneous.
1: And somehow that crazy, spontaneous, and visionary translates to him seeing himself as President Barack Obama.
0: Yeah, not the, the governor of Illinois, or whatever he was before, just the presidential version of him.
1: Just, yeah, the presidential version of Barack Obama. You know, that crazy Barack Obama that we we all know and love. I hope
0: the song Amadeus uh,
1: plays whenever Alphaeus
0: is on screen. And Brandon reminds himself of professional hobbit Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) Yes.
1: They're really Americanizing the references they make for celebrities. It's kind of funny that way.
0: Oh, God, at least it's not uh, which Amazing Race Canada team do you remind yourselves of.
1: Yeah, at least, but yeah, it's just funny that it's like Ryan Seacrest and President Barack Obama are the two choices for a team from Malaysia.
0: We're an all-female team. We're going to be Natalie and Megan. <laughs> uh, and Brandon's favourite thing in the whole world about travelling is the airline food. Yeah, I wrote that down too. No Man, one likes airline food. He does though. Somebody,
1: There's a market for it, Michael. Probably because it's free food too.
0: I have never had an airline meal that I've liked and I I know I'm a slightly picky eater, but it's just some of the stuff I've had has been awful. Have you seen the movie Airplane? You don't know awful until you've had the fish. And Brendan seems to have seen the show before, and Alphaeus does not. This seems to be a recurring thing. that one of, one of the team members has seen Amazing Race Asia before, one of them definitely hasn't, and is being dragged along for the ride.
1: Sounds about right
0: so where do you see Brandon and Alpheus placing winning really
1: it wouldn't surprise me they're they're young they're fit they're not stupids and they're competitive so I can see them I, and especially with like Alphaeus's profession too thrown in there I see a, I see a very skilled uh, team ahead of us
0: I mean if I was to rank the teams of the season in terms of who I want to win they would be sort of mid-pack, because they're not as outright awful as some of the teams that we're going to be talking about fairly soon, but I still don't particularly want to see them win. So where do you have them placing? They're going to be around for a while, I think. I mean, cynically, I say that Alex and Will will probably win, despite the fact that they are the Gino and Jesse prototypes of the season, and I would love to see them Anthony and Brandon it and go out first, but yeah, cynically, they're probably going to stick around a while.
1: And speaking of Alex and Will, they are our next team.
0: Yeah, the brothers from Malaysia, and they are alpha Earth males.
1: And I, out of all the teams, they're the ones I have the least notes about. They are really the new Isaac and William.
0: They are just so boring. And I get the sense that they're the exception to the rule, because they've never seen the show before. They were so coy with the question of, why do you want to be on The Amazing Race Asia that I don't think they've ever seen it before.
1: Alex wants to show people to believe in
0: themselves. Focus and believe and achieve.
1: <laughs> yes. The one the one episode of Amazing Race Asia, or one episode of Amazing Race that Alex saw is the one with Richard and Joey. Crushing it. And apparently the Amazing... This is... This is how dire things are in the Asian reality TV industry, that uh, the Amazing Race Asia Five is the biggest opportunity for an Asian reality series. That's that's that. Those are Alex's words, and I'm gonna quickly Google who this Wang Li Home is.
0: He's a Chinese American singer and director and Triple Threat. Triple Threat. Yeah,
1: that's what he refers to himself as.
0: No, that's basically what Google refers to him as.
1: I've got to see this for myself. <laughs> he does refer to him as the triple threat. I know he does. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that guy! That guy! That guy
0: takes himself too seriously.
1: So, Will, Will's the triple threat of this cast.
0: Yeah, Alex is the brawn, and Will is the brains, and Alex is Bruce Lee. So, hopefully, they end up going to Hong Kong and having to go to the Avenue of the Stars. And uh, Will is Wang Lee Horn. Oh, man. Forget Brandon
1: is about being first. I mean, <laughs> Will's the triple threat. No one's... Y- you can throw all of the wonderful Indonesians at
0: him, and he can just take them on. And cynically, I think Alex and Will are probably going to win. Uh,
1: I-, I have them as a semi-early
0: boot. I think they'll go
1: home in eighth. I think they'll make a blunder because of their unpreparedness for the amazing race asia i I think they'll have a hashtag read your clue moment or or read your woo moment
0: i think that's our one hope of them going out early is if their lack of experience with the amazing race is gonna come back to bite them in the ass so next up is yvonne and chloe who are models and friends from malaysia and yvonne is adventurous bubbly and energetic and chloe is calm patient and sensitive I realise that every time I read those sort of things out, it sounds like a dating profile.
1: It does, Michael, it really does. Chloe is single and available on the market. Yvonne loves long walks in the park. Uh, And also from Malaysia. So we're, we're five
0: teams in, and they're either from Indonesia or Malaysia. And we start getting a little bit more variety fairly soon, but there's only like five countries represented. Did you notice that... Yvonne's pants in the photo is pretty much directly
1: copied from Ann Antonio's pants from the Amazing Race Canada 4 casting photo.
0: I did not, but at least we have our spiritual Italian Vikings now. Malaysian Vikings. And Yvonne compares herself to Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) I had so much fun reading that, because I thought, why would you compare yourself to Michael Jordan? Did you know Yvonne was in the WNBA, Michael?
1: Don't you follow the WNBA?
0: Following a court ruling, the audience now have to refer to Yvonne as a 300-pound black man, and all her two dozen character witnesses will be replaced by a lone crack addict who goes by the name of (laughs) Skaggs. And and if there's a baseball task, hopefully there's not a baseball task because she won't do too well at that. If literally anyone gets that reference I've just made, please contact me. Because it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Yvonne, Yvonne is Michael Jordan. That's, that's, that's
1: the first thing that popped into my mind, too. I'm thinking, you know what? This
0: is the female Michael Jordan right here. They're just lookalikes. I mean, you, if you saw them in the same room, you wouldn't be able to tell who they were. They're twins. Wall can't even tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was when I read Yvonne comparing herself to Michael Jordan, that was the, the point in my prep where I thought, maybe we can do a preview for this season. Just maybe. But yeah, I just imagine like R. Kelly's like,
1: I believe I can fly
0: right when she's in the middle of like a big game-changing moment at a roadblock. Fun fact, Yvonne is actually the most famous member of the cast because she appeared in Space Jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She didn't drink the, the, the roided-up
1: water, though. No. She, she knew better. Have you heard they're doing a Space Jam 2? Yeah, with LeBron James or Allen Iverson. I thought Allen Iverson was supposed to do it originally, and then it switched to LeBron James.
0: I have no idea. All I know is it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Because the, cause the,
1: original, Space Jam, the ori- original Space Jam wasn't even that great to begin with. I mean, come on, we only listened for the
0: song at the beginning of the film? In the song at the end of the film. I mean, Space Jam 2 isn't going to be as bad as the Lion King live-action remake, but I still don't have much hope for it.
1: And Yvonne actually has other interesting stuff in her bio, unlike a certain pair of Malaysian fitness models, where she uh, one of the things she's looking forward to is that feeling right before landing. Is Yvonne just
0: going to be our punching bag for the season?
1: (laughs) I think so. Or another point was that she's looking to save her food. That was also in her little paragraph. And then in their, in their video, um, she was saying, yeah, uh, because we're from Malaysia, we speak different languages. And I'm thinking, every team in this season is from an Asian country and speaks English, too. Every team speaks multiple languages fluently.
0: That's not an advantage, Yvonne. You're all you're all in the exact same boat. Uh, and Yvonne has definitely never seen the show before, ever. Apparently, Chloe, in the video too. Chloe makes fun of her because I guess there's an
1: Yvonne smell. Like apparently Yvonne smells. That's one of the other things too. Like her partner just kept bashing her in the in the in their little video.
0: I did like that Chloe just had a little sniff uh, halfway through the video to distract her. Yeah. And who is Faye Wong? Faye Wong is a Chinese singer-songwriter. Okay, because that's
1: who Chloe compared herself to. She chose a more for somebody who's a you know twenty-seven-year-old model in Malaysia. Comparing yourself to a you know a, a Chinese singer at least is getting a bit closer to your into your ballpark than uh, the most le- legendary African-American professional basketball player of all
0: time. Of all time.
1: All time.
0: So, where do you reckon Yvonne and Chloe are going to go?
1: Sixth place. So Physically, they seem like they should be able to compete.
0: Yeah, I just think they're going to end up doing something really stupid, probably.
1: It could be a basketball task that does them in. Or saves them. Or saves them. They have to do a, a, a double battle, where it's them versus Alex and Will in a game of basketball. And Yvonne is
0: just it's just swish after swish with those three pointers. Roadblock, who's ready to shoot some hoops? Yes, our, our three hundred pound black man Yvonne, is ready to do this.
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, moving on. We've we've got some we've got some Filipinos at the head.
0: We have it's Parul and Maggie next.
1: Parul. Parul. Parul's on fire.
0: They are friends and beauty queens and a former coach and uh, trainee and then our best friends and they're from the philippines yeah so
1: we so what's our count 10 this is 12 contestants so far and two of them have jobs outside of the media uh, outside of media at all (laughs) yep and they have the best answers probably for the celebrity question as Parul completely ignores it and says, don't ask what celebrity I remind myself of. So I feel like there's an inside joke there that the audience isn't privy to. It's like, it's, she makes it sound like there's one celebrity that everyone compares her to and she just absolutely hates it.
0: Maybe it's um, like she's having flashbacks. She's just got PTSD from uh, being asked that, that question every time. Maybe on the
1: pageant, maybe that's that's what they ask her, like, oh, what's uh, what celebrity... Uh, do you think you are? And then she said Michael Jordan, and then the people, the interviewees, just uh, uh, started laughing at her.
0: They're laughing at her.
1: <laughs> and because she can't figure out what celebrity she is, she says that one of her th- one of her three adjectives is that she's uh, selfless. Yeah. Because she really has no sense of self, but she can't figure out which celebrity she's supposed to be. And then Maggie, who was a digital influencer.
0: Wasn't digital influencer how Phil Kogan described most of the people in Amazing Race 28?
1: Yeah, Maggie was on the, she should have been on the American season. It could have been social media stars and a digital influencer. I feel like the two are synonymous, but I think social media stars get really offended if you refer to them as a digital influencer. And digital influencers get really offended if you refer to them as a social media star.
0: And we know Maggie has seen Amazing Race 2, at least, because she describes herself as gutsy. Yes. In 50 years,
1: she'll be a gutsy granny, unless she refuses to have kids or something.
0: Fun fact, Maggie is actually uh, Peggy and Claire's granddaughter. Won't her name be Peggy, then?
1: And, and then the celebrity question she also gets out of it. She says that she, re- she answered herself as a celebrity. She's apparently famous. She's famous for her bio in the Amazing Race Asia 5. I mean, she has her own hashtag. Well, she shares a hashtag with Parul, with but still, she's,
0: she's half a celebrity. And their bio was also the shortest of anyone. It's like half a sentence for most things. And yet still more entertaining than Alex and Will's bio. Well, yeah. That's because Alex and Will were grown in a lab to be dull as hell. <laughs> Also, Alex and Will are not the team I'm going to go off on yet. <laughs> there's what there's one team who's going to get it bad, but not as bad as the <laughs> So, where do you have Peru and Maggie at the machine up? Higher than you, I think, because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you're going to say that they are first boots.
1: Oh yeah, I already told you that. Yeah, I think they're going to be first out. They do not seem to fit in with with this race at all.
0: Yeah, I I can't see them lasting too long, but I think they could be quite fun because they they seem to be the spiritual successors to Pierre and the Michelles in terms of not caring and not answering.
1: I also get uh, Natalie Globoba vibes from them too, and, well, we saw how Natalie Globoba performed
0: in the Masonry Seisha so 3. And next up is probably my favourite team of the cast, Eric and Rona. Are they the ones who got married? They got married three times. Yeah, they're the the triple married couple. That's the real triple threat, Will. And they are a married couple from the Philippines. And he's a host slash athlete, and she is a business owner.
1: What would be the? I know models and actors are combined to be mactors, So does that mean Eric's a hothlete? He's the hoth. Don't tassel
0: the hoth. Hashtag hoth. <laughs> yeah, they they remind me of Terry and Henry. And also sort of Tyson and Sally.
1: That's interesting combinations.
0: Uh, they remind me more of Terry and Henry than they do of Tyson and Sally, but... Oh, okay. He seems to be the closest Amazing Race Asia has ever had to Tyson. In terms of yeah, personality. Yeah, like, he's, like he's, one, he's one muscular dude, I'll give him that. In terms of personality and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he does seem like the fun guy, too. He's quite laid back, whereas she's definitely the more fiery one.
1: Well, yeah, because she seems like she has a lot more to prove. She uh, um, She wants to prove that big people
0: are not lazy. Do you think he's actually Filipino? I think there's a few people in this cast who maybe weren't born in the country they're representing. But he sounded more Antipodean to me. He sounded more Aussie or Kiwi than he did Filipino.
1: Yeah, that's usually listed on the Wikipedia page where they're originally born, right?
0: Yeah, but they've not actually released where anyone's originally born. But yeah, um, and then who's Ashley Graham? Uh, Ashley Graham is a a plus-size model and activist.
1: Okay, I had a feeling that's who she was going to be.
0: Which makes a lot of sense for me. It's the one person who someone compared themselves to that I didn't know about. And it makes a lot of sense compared to some of the more odd choices.
1: Yeah, like actually they both get their choices fairly fairly accurate this time with Eric comparing himself to The Rock.
0: And uh, he's strong, brave and helpful and she's intelligent, outspoken and courageous.
1: And also, did you know that they played Monopoly for six hours straight with just the two of them once? I didn't, but again, I'm not surprised. Six hours of playing a two-player game of Monopoly.
0: Do you know how boring that usually is? You usually want more people in on that. I have high hopes for Eric and Rona. I think they could be top three, and I would like them to be top three.
1: I believe I,
0: for some reason, I put them in tenth. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't think they're going out in tenth. I think it's I did it I did that ironically because of all the things Rona was saying about. You know, proving that that she's not going to be lazy at all in the race, and then I thought it would probably be funny if she was lazy after all that hype of wanting to prove herself. Ah, Logan. So it's an ironic tenth. It's not a. I don't think they'll actually finish tenth. I think it would just be
0: funny if they go up, go home right after uh, Perul and Maggie. Please don't say that because the last time you joked about this, you got Stefan and Antoine out in ninth.
1: <laughs> I still hold you
0: personally responsible for that.
1: At least they didn't
0: nickname themselves
1: after, a num- after the number nine in Filipino, or in Tagalog, I should say. they're all <laughs> wet. With uh, Eric, too, I love in his bio how he like listed all the things about why he wants to be on the Amazing Race Asia. And number one, he wrote Overcome Challenges. The number two, he listed like three or four other things, but he put them all under number two. Which kind of amused me, and they're the second oldest team in this cast. They are both they 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 are both the
0: grandparents at the age of, age of thirty four. So next up is my least favorite team of the season, J.K. and Mike. Oh my god! I clicked
1: on their YouTube video, and all the other YouTube videos would have like one or two likes and then zero dislikes. J.K. and Mike, there's one like
0: and three dislikes. I am not going to go off on them like I did on Gino and Jesse, but out of all of this cast I hate them. With a fiery burning passion. JK wrote an essay
1: on why he wants to be on the Mason Race Station, like a long essay. It was like if if uh, you know, if Perul, Maggie, Alex, and Will all combine their notes together, it would match what JK wrote. It was definitely a too long din to read the moment. Uh, for uh, jk's bio,
0: they committed one of my least favorite things that anyone ever does and that is being in radio because i have a radio background being in radio and using the radio voices in public because when you're on radio there is a particular voice that most people use of a sort of more enthusiastic and that sort of thing and they used it in public and it really got on my nerves J.K. used that in written language. Like, he was saying,
1: like, oh, radio DJ, I'm uh, humorous, I'm candid. I'm James Corden by the waist, and then Jimmy Fallon by night, and then say, and then being like, I want to see the touristy sites. Like, he, he capitalized touristy in his bio. And he wants to look at women, too. It's like, man, I don't think the Amazing Race Asia is going to go to a strip club unless you're with uh, Mark and Rube Wilson And if you're going to, with Mark and Rube Wilson, You're
0: going to be very disappointed, JK. Fun fact to anyone who doesn't know much about radio, people who work in radio tend to be quite introverted as a general rule. So you have all the big voices and changing your voice and projecting it and that sort of thing. And yeah, anyone who does that in real life is probably an arsehole.
1: And in this video,
0: he tries to get them
1: going by using Queen's uh, We Will Rock You, I believe.
0: Mike will, Mike will always oversleep, because I can't make this flow as part of We Will Rock You, which also annoyed <laughs> me. Yeah.
1: And then Mike completely goes on the opposite end of the spectrum and provides the most boring answers, probably in the enti- out of everybody's bio. So it's like, I like Mike, but I don't... It's like, JK's ability to be annoying is going to have to somehow be a charming thing for him rather than just be annoying so i'm gonna uh, much like anthony and brandon last season i'm gonna be i'm gonna choose to be open-minded to how jk's personality is going to go throughout the season he may be the diamond in the in the over talkative and overly enthusiastic rough
0: i think he's gonna get on my nerves Honestly, I I would be so happy if they were first boot. I don't think they will be, because I can't get lucky with the irritating all-male team going out first twice on the run. But I still have hope. And did you know
1: that he they made a Frankie and Amy comparison? They say they're not only peanut butter and jelly or oil and water, but they're also fire and ice.
0: No one can hold a candle to the gloriousness that is fire and ice.
1: Well, yeah, because if you hold a candle to that, then the ice melts. Facts. And you got all sorts of problems on your hands.
0: So where do you see JK and Mike irritating me until? Fourth place. Also, another thing about them, they used another one of my least favourite phrases in the whole entire world, which is HEAPS OF BANTER! I wrote that down too. Heaps of banter and romances. In the UK, banter is just another word for being a dickhead. that is the polite way of saying it because it is actually a lot stronger than that what banter actually means but I'm not going to say that on this podcast because I'd bollocks Ben for saying that word banter is not a good thing to advertise yourselves at so yeah you think Jake and Mike are getting fourth
1: yeah
0: I hope not (laughs) it's my response yeah
1: (laughs) I hope not. Moving on.
0: <laughs> I plan to say as little about them as is physically possible. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah. next up is Singaporean siblings, Ray and Kaiji. KG. Kaji. Is that also his personality as KG? Well, he's a YouTuber. Oh. If Amazing Race Asia was fought by art, he would get the token spot as a YouTuber, Seemed as though they've started introducing YouTubers to the team this season.
1: Yeah. Um... They apparently practiced with Sudoku puzzles. KG followed the advice of PG from Survivor China and Second Chances. KG
0: and PG. KG and PG. Now try saying that 10 times. Uh, I kind of failed after three, I think. And she is outspoken, creative, and fearless. And he's calculative, uh, strategic, and paradoxical. So he's swallowed a thesaurus.
1: And he compared himself to, of all people, Rupert Grint, the guy who played Ronald Weasley in the Harry Potter movies.
0: Everyone's least favourite member of the Harry Potter trio.
1: So, K.G. may or may not have slight self-esteem issues that way. He sees himself as, as a Weasley on The Amazing Race Asia.
0: He is the ginger of the season. Not ginger ginger. Or as the Australians would call it, a bloody ranga.
1: And Ray, Ray, she, Ray said that she would do this race even if it was for $10 as the grand prize.
0: Which, looking at some of the leg prizes from the past couple of seasons of Amazing Race US, isn't that far off.
1: Yeah, it's, it's more value than an express pass. I would take $10 over an express pass. I would pay $10 to not have an express pass. <laughs> That's what the $10 is for. Could you imagine, though, if that was in the promo for the next season of Amazing Race Canada, where it's like, teams will compete for two Chevrolet vehicles and a trip around the world courtesy of Air Canada and Hotels.com, and $10 in cold, hard cash.
0: Monty is making it rain.
1: I'm making it rain in loonies
0: and toonies. (laughs) Surely making it rain in loonies would be quite... Hard to do and also painful for any team who got a loony to the face.
1: <laughs> he just rose that, yeah. Here you go, guys!
0: They go to Japan and throw loonies like Shuriken.
1: Yeah, <laughs> especially if it was Natalie and Megan at the pit stop. Here's a loony for Spoonie!
0: And Ray compares herself to Sassy Girl, which is apparently the highest grossing Korean rom com film of all time. Really? Really. And there was an American remake of this film, starring Alicia Cuthbert.
1: Oh, no, not Alicia Cuthbert. She's, like, one of my least favourite actresses in the past 20 years. She gets all angry and stuff
0: from people who make jokes. Maybe this should be a uh, feature off-season podcast. Logan's least favourite actors and actresses.
1: Yeah, like, her character, Kim Bauer, was listed as one of the top ten worst tv characters on a watch mojo video uh, about a year ago like my sister absolutely hated cuz we all cuz everyone in my family watches 24 and my sister absolutely hated Kim Bauer from start to finish like once Kim Bauer's character goes away from 24 for a few seasons it, it was it was refreshing it was refreshing to say the least like i can i mean she's she's okay in the ranch with Ashton Kutcher and Steven Masterson, but oh my god, like when Alicia Cuthbert, like there was an incident a year ago because she's married to a professional hockey player where I think some sportscaster was criticizing him or his performance or just made a joke, and Alicia Cuthbert stepped in and threatened to sue. You don't sue
0: a comedian unless they're really tasteless. And even then, you kind of don't do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get the sense that Ray is probably a, way more into Amazing Race Asia than Kaiji. Mm-hmm. She seems to actually be aware of the show, and he seems to not. And, and also, he really needs to shave I love shave his, must-
1: his mustache, though, is wonderful.
0: I was literally just about to say, and also he needs to shave that god-awful mustache.
1: No, that's where the source of his paradoxical powers comes from.
0: <laughs> it's a paradox, you moron. There is no answer. <laughs>
1: And they said they won't backstab. So if you're expecting them to use the U-turn? You are sadly mistaken. Have we had any confirmation that there are U-turns in this season? No, but with Alan Wu, there's got to be some Wu-turns here and there.
0: Well, the the fan nickname is uh, the letter W and then turn for a double U-turn. So it would it would actually have to be a W Wu-turn. Double Wu Wu-turn. Yeah, it'd have to be a double Wu-turn. Uh, so where do you see Ray and Kaiji uh, landing?
1: Let's see. I have them in. Eh, I put them in third place.
0: I think they're probably going to be mid tier. I'm not sure exactly where yet because I've not properly <sighs> thought about it. But I I get the sense they're going to be mid tiery. And Ray will be teary eyed when
1: she's eliminated, most likely.
0: Hashtag #SuperfanTears.
1: Yep, all the way with Dennis and Isabel. We joined CrossFit for this.
0: One of those top 10 dating couples of all time, according to the Amazing Race 26 intro. So the next team up is Tom and Anita, who are a dating couple from Thailand, and they are both half Thai. He's Thai and English, and she's Thai and Norwegian. He's a photographer and a restaurateur, and she's a student.
1: And apparently Tom is a Generation Xer, and Anita describes herself as a millennial, which is perfect. Because that goes in with the theme of the Survivor season that's currently airing in the States. So with Tom, he compares himself to Shia LaBeouf.
0: Yep, because he's going to go crazy and film himself watching himself in a cinema near me.
1: <laughs> oh, I really hope he does. I hope that's one of the tasks.
0: Fact. <laughs> Maybe that could be a fast forward.
1: Tom filming himself.
0: And... Um... He is outgoing and spontaneous and funny, and she is also funny, kind, and active. And she's
1: also Stifler's mom. I've never heard of somebody who's a year younger than me think of themselves as Stifler's mom from American Pie. She would have been like seven years old when that movie came out.
0: And personally, I never tr- uh, never trust anyone who describes himself as either funny or a comedian. Oh,
1: I, I just uh, remembered something that I wrote down from their... Uh, from their video. Anita says that, I guess they were talking about like gross food challenges. So with most foods, she usually just throws it up but the way they phrase the sentence. It made it sound like she'll throw it up and then swallow her own puke. So that could be a, that could be, <laughs> that would be another very interesting highlight. Neru and Kapil would be very happy to see
0: somebody topple their own amazing race, Asian vomit. I'm very disappointed you're not even picking up on the, um, the comedian reference there. Given that you are a self-described comedian, and it is yeah, like I kind one of, of, I
1: kind of, I was going to respond to it, but I thought it was better if I didn't dignify that with a response.
0: <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to take the piss out of.
1: And with Tom too, apparently he messaged the Mason Race Asia Facebook page four years ago, asking when it would come back. Tom, you got your wish. It, yeah, it's the Make a Wish Foundation with the Mason Race Asia.
0: So, whose leg is he going to break? Ah. Uh, Hopefully,
1: JK's.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did notice that JK was already wearing like an elbow brace, and they hadn't even started racing yet. <laughs> JK, JK, I don't really, I don't really mean that. Yeah, whatever, Logan. We know how violent you are towards teams. <laughs> We've seen in previous cast previews how mean you've been and got blocked. <laughs> Indeed. So, why is his is half of his hair missing? For Tom, I don't know, but it
1: makes him distinct. He's the first person that have have had half their head shaved before a head shaving fast forward on the amazing race. It's like he's done he's, he's saved 50 percent of the work for the barber.
0: You really do think that there's going to be um, a head shave fast forward don't you?
1: Well, they're in a lot of the Asian southeast Asian country, so there's a very good possibility.
0: but they've already done it.
1: yeah well they can they can do it again. They, 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 did, they did the freaking sing-a-local uh, song or nursery rhyme for the camera for four seasons in a row. We're probably going to see that for a fifth time, too, come to think of it.
0: And they will be using a Sony Handycam 5.0. Maybe that's going to be one of the leg prizes. Or maybe that would just be a trip to wonderful Indonesia.
1: No, because the Sony Handycam, believe it or not... Today its value is10 dollars so Ray will be will be more than happy to receive that prize. It's still modern technology in Canada isn't it? No not even for us we've discarded that mainly because the Sony candy from what I've heard is just a it's just a piece of shit really. So where do you see Tom and Anita ending up? Tom and Anita uh, will be our
0: runner-ups.
1: They come off as a very strong team. Very well-rounded.
0: And dating couples are always fun on this sort of season because they're probably going to clash, and it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. So our final team of the season can be summed up in only two words. Vietnamese lesbians. It's Lisa and Nicole.
1: <laughs> you should just drinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Deliberate five-second pause. It's Lisa and Nicole.
1: <laughs> They can be summed up in only two words. And only those two words. That is their 11th and final team. Listeners, thank you for listening.
0: See you next week. Our final team can be summed up in only two words Vietnamese lesbians. Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) You can follow
1: RTV Warriors on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.
0: They are a history-making team because they are the first Vietnamese team to not appear on Amazing Race Vietnam. So they actually get to travel outside Vietnam. They are also the first lesbian team that has has made it to Amazing Race Asia. That's officially recognized as a lesbian team, right? Like, it's not like AD and
1: Fuzzy where they tried to cover it up.
0: Yep, that's officially recognized. And also, they join the very, very select few teams... In Amazing Race history of being lesbians,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and they're the only two of
1: only five people this season without a job in media.
0: Yeah, and Lisa is playful, light-hearted, and down for anything. I'm making this sound like a dating video again. Uh, yeah. And Nicole is passionate, emotional, and enthusiastic. And Lisa's a business manager, and Nicole is a behavior anal- behavioral analyst. I think it should be, and psychologist.
1: With the happy-go-lucky and can-do Vietnamese attitude. And I have high hopes for Lisa and Nicole. I think they're going to be quite fun. And I think they used the dream machine from the Tim and Eric uh, Awesome show because uh, Nicole says that Lisa's dreams are her dreams.
0: Yeah. Which just says to me, Nicole has never seen this show and is just doing it to be the proactive. Yeah, I'll do this thing with you that we have no chance of ever getting cast. Oh shit, we've got cast. Yep. Now you have to do it. And... Lisa compares herself to
1: Justin Timberlake. Of all the people? They're around the same age, though. Lisa's our oldest, like, she's the great-grandparent of this season by being that ancient
0: number of 38 years old. I cannot believe we're actually talking about the oldest person of the season being 38. We don't even crack forty this season, Michael.
1: Like not even I'm sure every season a big brother has had somebody over the age
0: of forty. Had a token old person.
1: Yeah. And Lisa's the token old person. It's it's like she's less than half the life expectancy of most people in the world.
0: And um, yeah, Lisa's literally watched Tar for years, literally. And mm-hmm. waited until she found the right person to do it with. And as soon as she met Nicole she knew she was the right person.
1: Yeah. And Nicole compares herself to
0: Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels is still relevant somehow. Somehow. Even though Biggest Loser hasn't been on for a couple of years now.
1: <laughs>
0: so where do you see them placing? I could probably ah. do the maths and work it out, but, you know, I can't be bothered. Because
1: Lisa can't sing, which I don't know how you can be Justin Timberlake and not sing. That would make you a Saturday Night Live uh, frequent uh, co-host, but... Uh, if she can't sing, she'll probably uh, fail the traditional Sony's handicam task or whatever it's called. So I think I want them to go really far and make it all the way to the end just because they're different from all the other teams. But I think they're going to be up fairly early in ninth place just because Nicole, Nicole seems too relaxed.
0: Yeah, I have high hopes for them as well, but I'm not sure they're going to do very well. I think they might be our disappointing boot that you have to have. Mm-hmm.
1: So that is it. And we have Tara, Tara Bosrow. Like, where's she going to finish up? Is this, is she even going to make it through this whole
0: season? Finishing up is, by the sound of things, what happens in most of the videos you've seen on, on uh, YouTube, other. Oh my God, I have to get into that.
1: Yeah, I try, I've never heard of Tara Bosro before. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going go to go onto YouTube and just try to bring up an interview or some sort of acting clip. And you type her name into YouTube, and it's all, like, it's all romantic scenes and sex scenes and stuff that will come up. I didn't click on any of them, so maybe it's, like, you know, like, 14A-rated scenes or PG-rated scenes. But, yeah, apparently she's in a lot of romantic films and stuff. And I tried to find an interview where, like, an English language interview, but nothing. So... And then judging by like the videos and stuff with the promos with Al and Wu, she doesn't have the most charisma, I don't think. So she's really, she doesn't have quite the same energy that Alan Wu has. So I don't know what, why she's exactly there on the season. It's kind of weird too, because there's, it there doesn't, but I saw the promo for the first pit stop and... There's not even a pit stop greeter there. It's just Tara Basro standing there in where the pit stop greeter's position would be. So it seems like her role is going to be the permanent pit stop greeter from start to finish. So not even Melody or Paula will be able to make a cameo this season.
0: I wonder if production saw Amazing Race, Latino America 6, Ecuador, and thought, hmm, two hosts, that's a good idea. Because that's literally the only time it's ever happened before. And did that
1: go well at all?
0: No, because it happened in one country. And Latino America is pretty it's pretty low tier amazing race from what I've heard of it. But they really do need to leave the country. They did go to the Galapagos Islands though, which was pretty cool. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think that is about it.
1: Do you think she's just there to promote Indonesia? Because she's she is Indonesian.
0: Yes, yeah, she she only appears in the Indonesia legs by the sound of things, so Almost certainly. So. Oh, really?
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, she's, on, she's only appearing when it goes to Indonesia.
1: That's so weird. That's
0: so weird on so many levels. There's going to be five episodes where she doesn't appear at all. Wow. So, thank you for listening to the UR Team Number podcast. You can join us every Sunday from October the 16th to recap the entire Amazing Race Asia season. If you've got any questions, feel free to consult us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter accounts, RTV Warriors. Our own Twitter pages: MJ Hamstone for me and Log Superquacky for Logan. Thank you and goodbye.
1: Farewell, and we'll see you in wonderful Indonesia. Indeed, we will. Bye. See ya.